get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. We're always happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline when Darren Drager, the hockey insider for TSN, is on the other line. A few days ago, Alex, we saw the clip from Darren Drager on TSN saying, hey, watch St. Louis. There may be something coming there. And a couple of days later, the Blues announced that they were firing head coach Craig Berube. Darren Drager joins us now here on the show to react to the news that Berube has been let go. Darren, we appreciate the time as always. Let's start out with this. What do you believe, based on your reporting, your understanding, was the biggest reason that led to Craig Berube's dismissal here in St. Louis? Yeah, just guys, uh, number one, thanks for having me. But just the overall play of the St. Louis Blues. Um, and now you can make the case that you know, if you look back to the start of the year, I think the projection was that you know this team was likely going to be more or less a middle-of-the-pack team. And when you look at the standing, that's basically what you're seeing, and there's promise that this team is potentially going to be a playoff-worthy team. But they're not playing the way that we traditionally are used to seeing uh, Blues teams play hard-checking, heavy hockey, that sort of thing, at least not with any sort of level of consistency. And then you pair that with some of the underperforming players that you guys, I'm sure, have spent a lot of time talking about this season. And I I think it just led to the position of change for Doug Armstrong. Look, Army historically has shown he's not afraid to make a big trade, right? He's not afraid to do that. This we know. Um, But I think it just flat-out came down to, okay, well, you know, Greg Berube has had a terrific run with the St. Louis Blues, a very decorated coach, helped bring a Stanley Cup to St. Louis. There's everything about this man to like, but every coach in the National Hockey League has a shelf life and an expiry date, and unfortunately, that time is now for Greg Berube. You guys know how difficult this decision would have been for Doug Armstrong and, by extension, ownership but it was a collection of things ultimately that led to the dismissal earlier this week darren do you feel like the the blues are kind of forced into this decision because of the roster construction because you mentioned how the blues play we all know how they play but when you look at the roster from top to bottom it doesn't feel like the the that it matches the identity no i get that um but in part and and i'm reminded of this by experienced coaches all over the league um you, know, you can look at the roster as you identify and say, okay, well, if the design is to continue to play the way that the successful teams do play in the Western Conference, again, that heavier, hard-checking, hard-for-checking style, you, you'd better have the personnel on the ice to be able to do that. And I understand that, and I agree with that to a point, but you also have to have the will. 
individually, no matter the, 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 the look of the player. There's, there's a certain way that you have to play consistently to win in the National Hockey League. And even top contending teams like you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Edmonton Oilers go through stretches where they don't play that way, which makes you question whether or not they're a top contending team. And I'm reminded of that on a consistent basis. And I'm also told by these experienced coaches that at the end of the day, yes, the player has to initiate and has to execute, but the coach has to find a way to get that message through to those players so that they do execute on a consistent basis. Do, when you look in, and I'm only putting this player's name here because, Darren, everybody around the league is asking about him. When you just described that type of player and the will to go out there and prove it, do you see that in Jordan Cairo? Well, what I see in Jordan Cairo is a high-skilled player, and there wouldn't be a team in the National Hockey League that wouldn't love to have that skill set. Can he provide more of what we've already talked about? Yeah, 100%. But he's still a young, developing player. Um, I don't know that. Well, I don't think we've seen the complete package in Jordan Cairo just yet. I think I could tell you the same thing, Robbie Thomas, and, and go through the list. What I... What I had heard, and I and I believe to be true because I trust my source on this, prior to the coaching decision being made earlier this week, was that when you look at that roster, it's pretty obvious that the Blues need another defenseman, and in a perfect world, they'd add a gritty forward, right? Somebody could help that penalty kill and bring on more of, of what we've already established here. I'm not convinced that Jordan Cairo can't play some of what we've already talked about, but that can't be a sole focus because we know what his skill set is. And, you know, but I'm not letting him off the hook here, fellas. Don't get me wrong. I hope that every player in that room took a hard look in the mirror because anytime there's a coaching change, and we've seen that a few times, there's also a coach bump. And I would expect that from the St. Louis Blues, maybe starting tonight against the Ottawa Senators. But this has to be gut check time for every player in that dressing room. I want to stick with Kyra for just another minute, Darren, because he's making $8 million. He's, he and Robert Thomas now are, are basically the faces of the next era of St. Louis Blues hockey. And so far this year, uh, Jordan Kyra, I, th- I think he's actually played a better all-around game for the most part, but only yeah. five goals. And that's what ends up getting uh, the criticism here in yeah. St. Louis. How much of this do you think just comes down to, hey, Jordan Cairo's no trade clause kicks in here in the next year or so, and they need to find out whether or not he's capable of doing all of the things that you're discussing. And the best way to find yeah. that out is by making that change at the head coach so you eliminate that variable. No, I, I, I get that. And and I, as we're having this conversation again on the heels of, of firing a very popular figure in St. Louis sports and Craig Berube, I can appreciate that position. Here's the reality check, though, here, fellas. If Jordan Cairo doesn't return to the offensive player that we know that he can and has been, uh, good luck moving that contract. I mean, let's just be frank here, right? It's, it's not like teams are lining up to take on $8 million deals. Um, now, uh, again, I, I think if you investigate the skill set, um, I think that there's still a lot of belief inside the organization that he's going to be a St. Louis Blue for a long time, and he's going to be one of their all-round leaders, but needs to be an offensive leader. You know, maybe he finds his game offensively in the next little bit, and he finds that balance where, as you have described, yeah, he's got a little bit more all-round play in his toolbox, 
but maybe the offense starts to come for them, and we're not having this conversation as we creep closer to the March 8th trade deadline or into the off season. If we're having this conversation, then St. Louis has a problem because that's going to be a, a tough contract despite his age and what we think he's capable of. So, Darren, one more on the coaching side, and then I want to get back to the defense that you mentioned. But, you know, Doug Armstrong said yesterday that it's an open job interview. Drew Bannister, of course, gets the interim tag, but they're going to be looking around the National Hockey League. Are there names that that come to mind that you think would make sense for the Blues? And the one that so many Blues fans keep bringing up is Joel Quinville. Well, yeah, it makes sense, and there's no doubt about that. Um, Historically speaking, we know that Joel is a, a good coach, and he's done well with experienced rosters. So I can understand the connection, because when you look around the hockey world, you know, there aren't that many coaches where you go, okay, hold on a minute. You know, there's a guy with a wealth of experience. That makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, let's look at, at those who've been pushed out recently. I think Dean Evison is an excellent coach. I, I think he's going to find a bench at some point. If not this year, then he'll be a commodity certainly next year. You know, Jay Woodcroft has a, a winning record. You know, he was dispatched because it was basically cup or bust for the Edmonton Oilers, and it turned out to be more bust, and now it looks like they're back on that cup run with Chris Knobloch leading the charge. The problem that you have with Joel Quendall is most obvious. Yep. Um, is, is the commissioner of the National Hockey League going to greenlight him to return to an NHL bench? As you guys know, there's still a lot swirling around off ice the Chicago Blackhawks. There's this lawsuit. There's this being investigated, that being investigated. I'm not convinced, as, as we're having this interview, that Joel Quindle is, is going to be let back into the NHL anytime soon. Um, I feel like he's, he's paid a price. Maybe the commissioner doesn't feel that he's paid it enough yet. We'll see. So there's some... There are some things that may stand in the way of a hire like that. Just as as a follow-up on the coaching question, Darren, and and these are just names that have been floated here in St. Louis as well. No idea how connected they actually are to the job, but Bruce Boudreaux is one name that has been brought up, and then Gerard Gallant, another, both of whom, of course, uh, free agents at the moment. Do do you think either of them would make sense for this team? Well, they both want to coach, and again, they they both have uh, experience with rosters, that have been similar to the St. Louis Blues. Um, you know, I I don't know how much recent bias comes into play here, right? I know that Bruce Boudreaux wants nothing more than to coach again in the National Hockey League. Got, he was desperate to get back in, and he got back in with the Vancouver Canucks, and that didn't end well. And now you see, <clears throat> excuse me, Rick Tockett doing what he's doing in Vancouver. Gerard Gallant has been noted as being a player-friendly coach, um, I think that that's an unfair label because, you know, his talent goes much deeper than that. Turk Glenn is going to coach in the NHL. So I wouldn't have any problem attaching his name as a possibility to what might come down the road in St. Louis. But, fellas, let's also give Drew Bannister the opportunity here, right? Um, you know, Drew Bannister has paid his dues. He was a fantastic coach in the Ontario Hockey League. He's been a really good coach at the American Hockey League level. He's a hard-nosed, structured guy. He's going to get the attention of this group. And if there's a modest coaching bump, great. But what if what if things go well and the St. Louis Blues make a, a hard push here? 
Um, we're not even at the midway point of the regular season. Why shouldn't he be considered as he would be considered as a top candidate? It's too soon yet to hire the next coach of the St. Louis Blues. Absolutely. And Darren, going back just a couple more minutes with Darren Dreger, and we appreciate the time as always. Going back to your comments on the defense to where uh, your source believes that they've got to find a way to fix that defense. The guy that I've brought up a lot here in St. Louis is Noah Hannafin. Is, is it possible to fix this defense for Doug Armstrong via trade free agency? Or do you believe this is going to have to be via draft? Oh, well, I think he'd like to, to, to help it via trade. Fix it is a, is a big word. Fix in capitals because, you know, there's a lot of general managers swimming in that pool. I mean, have a look at the Maple Leafs blue line for a moment. You know, <laughs> that's, that's a blue line, again, as a top contending team that needs some attention. No doubt about that. And we're making comparisons to the defense that, that won last year. And, and that, of course, is the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, those are big, strong dudes. Uh, I think that Vancouver was smart in grabbing Nikita Zadorov as quickly as they did. They didn't pay a king's ransom in a third and a fifth to acquire him. But that's typical of Jimmy Rutherford. You know, dive in early, fill a need. If something better pops into the market in the future, well, great. Otherwise, you know, you've got a player in early who can, you know, kind of uh, adapt to the surroundings and the coaching of, of talking and the style of play there. Doug Armstrong, I started the, the interview this way, and, and as we wrap up, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of end it this way, too. He's, he's not going down without a fight here, fellas. You think that he enjoyed any part of having to fire a good friend and a fantastic coach in Craig Berube? A zero chance. He is the architect of this roster. He's going to add some pieces, um, whether they're big enough like a Noah Hannafin. Again, you need, you need a trade partner and a trade fit. It's not as easy as snapping your fingers and making deals, but I'm pretty confident in, in saying that the, the Blues team that we're going to see take the ice tonight isn't the Blues team that's going to finish the regular season. And that's where I wanted to go with you next, Darren. We'll finish out on this, and we appreciate the time, as always. Darren Drager, our guest, yeah. find his work over at TSN. Uh, we're talking about this a little bit later in the show. Wanted to get your thoughts on it. Do you think, Do you think? and uh, clearly you do, do you know of any players that are playing for their Blues careers, essentially, over the next three months where they could potentially be dealt, depending on what their performance looks like prior to the trade deadline? I, I Honestly, I don't, and I'm always careful – to not randomly throw out names sure. because, you know, what we often do, we look at the contracts and if you're a pending unrestricted free agent, yeah, chances are that you're a player in play. And it doesn't matter if you're the best team in hockey or a middle of the pack team like the, the St. Louis Blues. We, we've addressed what we think their needs are. If something bigger surfaces, then it also has to be cap related too, right? It's, it's very much a dollar in dollar out type of league. It's still early in the process. I'm sure that St. Louis's roster has some interesting pieces. Um, I look at, at the Philadelphia Flyers as an example. Could there be a fit between Philadelphia and St. Louis? We've spent a lot of time talking about Sean Walker, a right shot defenseman, uh, Nick Sealer, you know, a big, strong, defensively defensive D man. Um, you know, maybe one of those two guys could help the St. Louis Blues. Look at what they've got up front. A young player like Morgan Frost is, is, has had trouble fitting in there um, with the makeup of, of John Tortorella and the Philadelphia Flyers. You know, could he add, you know, uh, an injection with a, a change of scenery? 
those are guys that I know are in play. But from St. Louis's standpoint, I haven't heard anyone specifically that's out there. Dar- Darren, you're the absolute best, man. You've been more than generous with your time. You always are whenever we ask you to come on. Thank you so much for hopping on with us today and what was obviously a big reaction day here in St. Louis. Nothing but the best to you and the fam. Hopefully we'll talk with you again soon. You bet. I look forward to it. Happy holidays to everybody out that way.